0: Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of Season 2 of Morning Chai and This is your podcast host Priyanka. Like I promised before, Season 2 titled Homage to Venus is uh, a tribute to women. And in line with that, let me quickly run you through today's topic that is 5 scenarios every woman faces in her life. However, before that, I want you all to do one thing. Know that if you feel strongly in favor of any point during the course of this episode or if you have faced something very similar to what we are discussing and if you want to share your story, then I want you to know that you are free to share it in your comments. In fact, I encourage you to do the same because you know that it's our stories that bring us closer. It's um, our stories that uh, make us stronger. And this is not just for the women, this is for you all men listening as well. Uh, All you men who feel strongly about uh, women's rights, about gender equality, I urge you to do the same. Share your concerns, express your feelings. Because although this series may um, seem only uh, about women and although it's a women-centric series, I must tell you and I must assure you that male bashing is not the aim here. We women acknowledge and agree that all men are not bad. Some are wonderful friends. I know, uh, people, I know men who are trusting partners, who are doting fathers, who are wonderful um, people to befriend. And uh, I'm sure all we women are aware of that. But uh, when we go on about our, uh, about our safety and we express our fears regarding that, and we uh, speak about our concerns in a man's world, you shouldn't take it personally. Um, I heard something really beautiful today, which will uh, probably help me support my point. It's like this for all you men listening. Imagine that you are at a party and I introduce you to this game. So I have a gun with me that has uh, six bullet chambers and I introduce one single bullet in uh, one of the chambers. Then I close the cylinder, I spin it, and I hand the gun over to you. And I tell you to play Russian roulette with it. Will you do it? No, right? Even when you know that there is just one bullet that is likely to cause you harm, you won't do it. Why? Because there is no way you can be certain where the bullet is. Now consider this. This is exactly the same predicament that we women face most of the times. So, when you men bring up the hashtag "Not All Men" argument with us and say that we are overreacting or that we are being, um, uh, we are, we are expressing uh, too much fear, uh, we are being extra cautious, when you do that, you should remember that it's that we are just being careful. I want you to remember this little Russian roulette story that I told you whenever you feel this way. Starting with today's topic, here are 5 things in no particular order that we women have to deal with. So if you confirm with what you hear, then do like, share, subscribe, you know the drill. Oh, and don't forget to hit the bell icon on YouTube to get notified of new content. So here we go. 1. The Beauty bias. I'm sure even the prettiest of women have passed through this ugly duckling phase as a child. You know, acne, face marks, bushy eyebrows. Ever wondered why it's called the ugly duckling phase? I mean, yeah, as the story goes, she becomes a swan at the end of it and all that. But I have a problem with the word ugly and especially when it's associated with a part of a child's life. With a part of childhood, exactly when she's on the brink of adolescence during those gawky uh, preteen years. We don't realize that words can often have lasting impressions, especially at that tender age. And this is exactly how complexes develop, this is exactly how uh, insecurities are formed. Kali ho, dahi chandan ka lep lagao. balgung rale hai, to chiriya ka lagta hai. Jor se mat jor se mat jada mat khao, moti and so on. And these insecurities formed by these words follow us all through our lives. Plus, it doesn't really help that our TV and our movie industry and Bollywood has created this oh-so-perfect image for women that we can never really break out from. And the men, they aren't helping either. I know this is not about male bashing, but the unrealistic expectations that most juvenile men tend to have from Hollywood movies, from Pornhub, they would rather prefer um, a made up woman around them rather than a real woman. So then in comes Botox and in comes uh, skin fillers and everything that the whole cosmetic industry feeds on. So basically, by sucking in on our insecurities. But we can't really help this because it has been ingrained in us as a child. The damage has been done in our our childhood. Ever noticed how um, media has these shows titled The Perfect Bride? Yeah, That was a matrimonial show on TV uh, back in the day called The Perfect Bride. But on the other hand, there is The Bachelor. Plain and simple, not the perfect bachelor. So why does the onus of perfection lie on the female only? Not fair, isn't it? And that brings me to the entire fairness cream industry. Yeah, I know India is slowly trying to change that, thanks to the women activists who are standing their ground against the entire fairness bias, so to say. But. Isn't Glow and Lovely not the same as Fair and Lovely? I mean, would changing names really help if we don't change the mentality behind it? Think about it. 2. The Period Stigma 1 out of 5 students drop out of school every year because of periods. Even today, in rural areas, sanitary napkins are still not made available and women tend to develop um, a lot of health issues because of this, because of unhygienic uh, practices. Um, They use unhygienic cloth, cotton, even leaves and ash are used during uh, the days of the period. And these are facts, just like the fact that period education is looked down upon as an embarrassment, even today even in uh, some so-called modern educated families. Menstrual exclusion continues to be a reality. Now, I know when I was growing up, um, visiting a temple or a shrine or even attending a religious function for that matter during that part of the month was considered taboo. But back then, nobody really gave us the period talk. They just told us that it was something that would happen every month And that was it. You were left alone to deal with it. And believe me, this caused a lot of confusion. I mean, why would anybody associate so much shame, so much stigma? Why so much embarrassment associated with something that is so totally normal, which is a natural phenomenon? I see parents shying away from having uh, this talk with their daughters even today. And... There can be absolutely no good coming out of this. There can only be harm. Conditions like PCOD, polycystic ovarian disease, can go uh, ignored, can go neglected, can go undiagnosed even. Because it is taboo to talk about periods openly. I'm sure every cis woman, at least once in her life, has been uh, humiliated in some way or the other just because she has a uterus. When actually that is something that we need to be proud of. But they make it sound like it's a kryptonite. That our uterus is a kryptonite. And although there's no denying that we are super women. But our uterus is not a kryptonite. Neither is uh, our gender. Neither is our, our sexuality. Which sometimes is labeled as our vulnerability. But this is not a kryptonite. What could possibly be our kryptonite is this rampant patriarchy which society has slowly conditioned us into. And the only way we can break free from it is by standing up against it, by rebelling against it, by by raising a collective voice, by raising a collective feminine voice against it. I think period education should be made compulsory. It should be a compulsory subject at the school level. And not just in, in standard uh, eighth, when, when uh, all the girls have already attained their periods and uh, know so much about it, but at a level much below that, at a level much before that, in the 6th standard or the 7th standard, when we are feeling lost about our bodies and, uh, and when, we, when we need someone to answer questions about um, the hormonal changes that are happening inside us. However, all this said, things are looking up nowadays. Um, people are opening up to the concept of talking to the younger generation. There are apps now that, um, that I recently got to know of an app called a period app that, that can help and guide a girl during her menarche. Um, a friend of mine recently threw a party for her daughter when she first got her periods. And I think that is the only way we can fight this bias by accepting ourselves, by celebrating ourselves. Period three. Power dynamic. Now, there are studies that have shown that women who are more successful and who are at higher positions, they are usually the ones who display a lack of empathy towards their subordinates, towards women who are struggling at positions beneath them. Now, one school of thought uh, says that this may be because we as humans are conditioned to meet out the treatment that was meted out to us in the first place, like at the workplace. Um, If a woman is seen climbing the success ladder, if she's seen getting a promotion, there'll be 10 people around her, women included, who will be casting aspersions, who will be spreading rumours about how she reached there. Then she'll have a tough time with her seniors, more so with her women colleagues. Then back home, the power dynamics occurs between uh, the women in the family, between the mother-in-law and the sister-in-law and the daughter-in-law of the house. so if you notice it's usually the women who are the first to drag women down of course there are exceptions Uh, here i would mention a very cute um, mother-in-law daughter-in-law duo that i follow on instagram it's a bollywood celebrity uh, that i follow the manjari varde and samira Rendi. And although I don't usually take things at face value, I have been following them long enough to know that they share a comfortable relationship with each other. And um, I was watching an interview uh, the other day wherein Manjari was asked uh, ha- asked about this relationship she shares with her daughter-in-law and the reason behind her being so friendly. And she went on to say that when she entered the Warde house, She was given the same kind of treatment by her mother-in-law. She was treated with compassion, with kindness, and she is just passing on the same thing to Samira. And that strengthened my belief that kindness can only come from kindness. However, that said, I know that we cannot use this as an excuse for bullying. We have to break the chain somewhere. four adjust karlo compromise is it a familiar word? A little too familiar maybe if you are a woman. And for some of the most important decisions in our life. It makes up for advice from our mothers, from our partners, from our in laws, from the HR department even. Arranged marriage, the guy is nothing like you wanted? So what? Compromise a little. Nobody's perfect. After marriage, no physical chemistry, no sexual compatibility. So what? That happens only in movies. Perfect relationships and all. Compromise a little. Dramatic in-laws who are making life miserable. What will people say? Treat them like your parents, although they are nothing like them. Compromise a little. Extra hours at the office. Adjust, please. It's just a few hours, not the whole night in the office. As it is, you women are having it easy. Gender pay gap. What are you complaining about? You can't compete with a man. Adjust kalloh. Emotional abuse. At least he isn't physically assaulting. Compromise a little. Me too movement. It was your mistake too smiling at him, giving him the wrong signal. A compromise is your best bet. Marital rate? He's your husband. He has a right over your body. Adjust. We are constantly told that women are supposed to be this well-mannered, adjusting, always smiling creature. We are applauded for our patience. We are um, applauded for our pain threshold. And just like that, we are tamed into thinking that uh, silence is uh, a much-needed, a much-required quality. It is a sign of grace as the sign of elegance. So we keep mum, and we bear it all. We compromise. We adjust in bad marriages. We adjust in non-conducive work environments, in uncomfortable um, scenarios. We adjust with sexism at work, with the gender pay gap, with, um, we adjust with unequal opportunities. We adjust when our promotions are turned down only because we are women. We are constantly adjusting. And we learn to hate the women who are not adjusting. Because a woman is supposed to be bubbly, chirpy, happy in all kinds of circumstances. <laughs> ever realize how angry young man becomes a compliment and angry young woman, have you ever heard of that? It's not even taken as a compliment. It's not even take, it's more of an insult. Demure, shy, coy, these are positive adjectives associated with an ideal woman. But I fail to understand why. Aren't we women human too? Don't we go through this entire gamut of emotions that a man goes through? And uh, yet, society has these rigid stereotypes. A foul-mouthed woman who speaks her mind is considered uh, to be someone who has fallen from grace. A woman who walks out of her marriage is deemed uh, stubborn and selfish. Um, Someone who calls out sexual harassment is labelled a drama queen, a tease. No questions asked. Why? Because she didn't compromise. And ironically, that is uh, what makes her uh, a misfit. Silence in our society is glorified and expression is discouraged. Instead, we should encourage women to speak, to speak up to speak out five now this in a way is just an extension of um, all the previous things we discussed like the root cause of uh, our fears the reason that pulls us back from doing things that might just make us happy now I know of women in their late 40s who are even now questioned for their life choices. Even today, they are still questioned by their women colleagues, by their acquaintances, on why they are single, on why they don't have kids, on uh, why they are doing what they're doing, on why they are wearing what they are wearing, because according to them, it's just not quote unquote sanskari enough. You will meet these kind of people everywhere. If they don't dare to ask you to your face they will judge you behind your back but judge you they will it's as if it's ingrained in them it's as if it's there in their dna speaking of which um, a relative comes to mind so for a very long time this relative of mine could not conceive for whatever reason and she um, was probably harassed by all and sunrise for the same So after many years of uh, treatment, she did conceive and uh, gave birth to a healthy baby. And for a long, long time after that, and this is something she herself has admitted to me. For a long time after that, the first question she would ask every woman she met, whether it was at a party, a social gathering or wherever, was how many kids do you have? So you see what was happening? once she was relieved of her own insecurity, she was trusting the same insecurity on someone else. The sense of inferiority that her childlessness had created in her was now translated as a sense of superiority once she became a mother. So uh, it was like the hunted became the hunter. I know Twilight fans will kill me for misquoting. But this is the kind of havoc judging people tends to create. So we've got to remember that we don't know their story, just like they don't know ours. And, and like the age-old maxim goes, do unto others what you would want others to do unto you. So remember this. Remember to be supportive towards other women. I know it has been emphasized enough, and yet here I am saying this once more, all over again to everyone, to men and women alike. Value the women in your life, your mom, your wife, your sister, your friend, yourself, if you are a woman. Acknowledge the effort, ignore the rumors. You know, um, there is a saying, uh, always be careful of what you hear about a woman because rumors are usually uh, spread by men who can't have her and women who can't be like her, something to that effect. So I'll just say, Go out there and grab the world by the labels and kick some ass. And however life is making you feel right now, wherever in the world you are, whether you're stuck in a bad job or in an unhappy relationship or uh, simply feeling lost, go to that mirror and look yourself in the eye. You have come a long way and there is still a long way to go. And you're going to rock it. Like a boss. Don't forget that. And for the men out there, you don't forget that either. On that note, this is your podcast host, Priyanka, signing out. Bye-bye. This second season of Morning Chai and Ikigai, Homage to Venus, is a weekly series. That means fresh episodes will be updated every Sunday. Do subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're following me on YouTube, don't forget to click the bell icon to get notified of new content. If you want to reach out to me outside the port, I'm there on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is Dr. Priyanka Naik, that is Dr. Priyanka Naik. I'm also there on Facebook and my YouTube channel is Dr. Priyanka Naik, again. So do subscribe, rate and leave me a comment. I also blog at drpriyankanaik.com